We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Peace with the Process. I'm excited to have you guys on for another episode and I'm extremely excited for the guests that we have today. We have a Mr. Robin Dreek and Robin is, he's a best-selling author. He's a professional speaker, trainer, facilitator and I think this is what's going to catch most of your guys' attention is that he's a retired FBI special agent and he was the chief of the counterintelligence behavioral analysis program there. So when you guys think of uh, you know the BAU, um, I think that's uh, Criminal Minds, uh, CSI, stuff like that that you guys hear. Well, Robin was in this. This is what he did. Um, he spent a lot of time uh, recruiting spies, uh, did a lot of really cool and really great stuff through that. We don't dive too much into his history on this show of that simply because, you know, that's not kind of, that's not what we really get into the grid of here on Peace with the Process. We want to talk more about what were the things that he learned through his career as doing that. So, you know, when he, when he entered the FBI, uh, you know, in his journey as a counterintelligence specialist and uh, as a behaviorist, he ended up realizing that leadership, uh, trust, a lot of these things have a lot to do with relationship building and trust building. Now, guys, I want to say something here that his pledge with People Formula, this, this, uh, this industry that he's built to help provide services to everyone, part of his pledge says we are easy to work with, timely, and communicative. I have to say it is extremely easy to reach out to Robin. If you have any questions at all, you want to get some hands-on information from Robin, you can reach out to him. It's very simple. Stick on to the episode and listen to the end. We're going to give you a discount code to look up some of the courses that he offers so you can get some one-on-one opportunities. There's some courses in there and he has courses for people of all budgets. You know, you're going to be able to afford to learn from a former FBI agent who can teach you these things about establishing trust. He can teach you these things about how to identify trust in other people and relationship building. There's a lot of great things that we dive into on this episode. I'm extremely excited to share this conversation with you guys. He's such a genuine guy. We uh, spent quite a bit of time talking before we even started recording and quite a bit of time talking after the fact as well. So this one's going to be extra special because I'm actually going to drop a little bit of a bonus behind the scenes conversation with you guys, or I'm sorry, behind the scenes conversation with me and Robin for you guys, just because I wanted to show you how he puts some of these things into practice. And it's, he's not, he's not doing this, you know, consciously. I don't believe, I believe that he's doing this subconsciously because of repetition, repetition, repetition. You know, he's, he's been doing this in his career. He now uh, coaches and helps people, businesses, organizations. Um, you know, he's been with uh, Inc. He's been with Time Magazine. Uh, he's been with several big industries, several big business names, and he teaches people all over the world, speaks at uh, all different types of uh, events uh, and things for, for lots of uh, big name corporations, uh, businesses, and um, doers, people that are out there really, really doing amazing things in this world. Uh, and they're and they're reaching out to Robin for his expertise because he is extremely just fluent in what he does. And, and you can tell, you know, as he starts to talk about some of the things that he uh, teaches to through his courses and on his one-on-ones and in his speakings, you'll hear him do those things uh, throughout our conversation, as well as, you know, the little bonus uh, clip in here that I put of him and I talking. And I make a mention of that as well. So before, we're, before we dive into uh, Robin and mine's conversation, 
I want to say thank you to everybody who has given the show a five-star rating and review. If you have not given us a rating yet, please spend just a moment to uh, to hop over and put down a, uh, a rating and write up a review for us, please. Um, you know, those reviews help this podcast go a, a very long way to reaching other people who can get a lot of good, um, you know, just good insight from all the guests that we've had on the show, ways that they can continue their growth, ways that they can start applying daily practices and principles to grow themselves, to grow their relationships, to become better people for those that they love and value. And there's a lot of things that (laughs) you can hear my dog barking. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we love to bring to people here on the show, and I think there's a lot of people who haven't had an opportunity to listen to it yet. So if you haven't had the chance to share this with a, uh, with a friend or with somebody who you know is on a growth uh, journey, make sure you do. Make sure you uh, ask them to give us a rating and review. It is so much appreciated. We have also uh, been getting a few more members added to the Peace With The Process Facebook group. Super excited about that. Um, we're getting those really narrowed down. We've had a few people who have asked to come on. They didn't answer the questions or they didn't really have, um, you know, the the type of involvement um, after speaking with them. You know, after they didn't fill out the questions, I asked them a few more questions. Turned out it wasn't for them. Like I said, guys, I, we're not letting everybody into this group just to be part of another group. I see some of the people who try to who try to join the group and they're already joined with 50 other groups. Um, and I get it. You know, you want to be you want to be supportive. Uh, you want to join people's groups whenever they send you a request. I don't want this group to be another group that people just sit back and it's another thing that they quickly scroll past on their Facebook feed. I want you guys to be involved. I want you to get involved in the conversations. I want you to ask questions of the different people on here. You know, I'm, I'm very excited for for launching this Facebook group. Um, so I believe we've got six members now. I'm going to start really getting the activity going once we hit our goal of 10 members. So I'm excited for that. Um, that's really one of the things that I'm spending a lot of time toward as of right now. So if you know somebody who is growth driven, who is ready to get involved with a group of like-minded individuals, maybe you've heard them complain. I can't find people who are, you know, or they're growth driven. I can't find people who aren't out, you know, drinking every single weekend, you know, I just, I, I, I want to do things different in my life, or, you know, I can't find people who are really trying to crank it up, or, you know, people have said that I'm weird, because I'm always doing extra things, I'm always being really, really strict on myself, or I'm always making sure that I'm pushing and pushing, and I, you know, people look at me weird, well, I need some people like this to be able to connect with, it. that's where we are. <laughs> that's where we're at you know go check out that facebook group obviously there's plenty of other facebook groups where people like that exist as well go in there and check those out too but come check out peace with the process facebook group to see that type of community be built from the ground up uh, you can be part of that uh, foundation with us and come with us on that journey uh, i would be uh, very honored to have you in that group and hear your perspectives on there all right. So again, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Peace with the Process. Let's get to mine and Robin's conversation. All right. I got Robin Dreek here, man. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome, Blake. I can't wait to have a chat and conversation. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while now. So thanks for reaching out. Yeah, you and me both, man. I've uh, <laughs> I took a look at your credentials, uh, like we were talking about a little bit before the call. Uh, all the things that you have uh, done that have led you to uh, create people formula which is where you took a lot of the things that you've learned uh, earlier on and help people, whether that's in the business industry or or one-on-one opportunities and things like that. So I'd love to get an idea for, you know, what was going on before people formula that led you to create that and do that for everyone. You know, that's a question I don't think I've ever been asked before. It's really fantastic. You know, it's, you know, it's always kind of going into the background, you know, hey, tell me about being a spy catcher and things like that. But uh, having a, a great question about the people formula is uh, is very nice. It's, it's interesting because I've never really thought about it in that way before because it really in everything all of us do in life, things are become a natural progression of what comes next. You know, I've written these these books I've done. I've written articles and everyone always says, well, what was the impetus for that? 
book? And I said, well, it was because what I learned from the book before. And what was the impetus for that? Well, it's because I taught it. You know, so all these things are, are you know, as we all know, life is not a destination, but a journey. And so people forming was part of that journey. So by, you know, by way of background, you know, I'm, I'm that Naval Academy graduate, Marine Corps officer, FBI guy, um, work counterintelligence, got on behavioral analysis program for counterintelligence. Basically, my job was recruiting spies. I then taught this at Quantico, Virginia, to advanced training for interviewing, source recruiting, and all the hooky spooky spy stuff. And along that path <laughs> and journey, um, besides, you know, failing at everything I really wanted to do in life, and this is what I wound up doing in life, and because of the lessons I learned in the humbling moments, um, I got better at this stuff. I got better at, you know, really what it comes down to recruiting a spy. It's basically how do you build trust? You know, how do you build a healthy relationship? Because everything in life is coming down to building a healthy relationship, building trust, and how do you demonstrate that to another person? Believe it or not, you know, the world of recruiting spies slash sales, because it's all the same thing, is not about manipulation or subterfuge or deception. It's about creating trust because you have to be able to inspire people to want to do things on their because of their own choices and so um what happened along the way so people for me came about because when i got to quantico and started teaching this you know i started making this art form that i learned from these great jedi masters of relationship building for my entire life and i had to make it a paint by number i had to give um you know labels and meanings to behaviors of these great masters that i had adopted as my own without actually realizing it you know, consciously, because you just on, on the job training kind of stuff. So when I started giving these labels and meanings, I started being able to really see this, really articulate it and really teach it. And a good friend of mine, I always give him a, a bump because he's a great mentor and guide, uh, Joe Navarro, uh, wrote the book, What Everybody is Saying, nonverbal expert, was one of the founders of my behavioral team in the FBI. He was, he's got this philosophy and always has, and he encouraged me to have, and he goes, if you have at least one bit of information, another human being could benefit from, shame on you for not getting it to them. You know, that's why I love podcasters. It's why I love, you know, people who write and share or do blogs, anything, anywhere where someone could benefit at least one person. You have to, you, it's your obligation, I think, as a human being to share it with them. Yeah. And so, and so what happened was I started getting asked to do talks and speeches after I started writing a few articles under his encouragement and, and wrote my first book. And, and so I had a need to kind of create, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, a place to house all these things, all these ideas. And I didn't want to because i'm so deathly afraid of my of my self-centered narcissism you know you look at that background i, I am a hard charging type a and hard charging type a's that are self-aware to realize that they are self-centered uh, egotistical maniacs um i'm hypersensitive to try to not be that way so the last thing i wanted to do is name a company after myself um because i'm hypersensitive i said what am i really doing i'm actually just trying to figure people out so that hence i came up with the name people formula and that's what i do is i you know i strategize engagements. I strategize dialogue. I strategize relationships. I strategize how to foster trust and understand others at a very deep level, because when you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do firmly believe, uh, and I think I've even seen this posted on some of your uh, pages, which is, you know, you cannot get through life without some type of foundational, you know, relationship building skill that, yes. I, I've, I wrote a, I wrote an article uh, not too not too long before this where I talk about you know one of the first things that you need to value are your relationships because at the end of the day if you were the only person on this planet there would be absolutely nothing worth doing because there's no one there to appreciate it no one there to benefit from it or to appreciate you for what you had done uh, so absolutely I agree with that we are speaking the same language one of the things that I say routine is, you know, everything in life is based on relationships. You can have the greatest genetics and biology on the face of the planet, but without relationships, you might as well be a fool on top of a mountain by yourself because why else have it? I mean, there's no way to bring it to bear for the rest of the world to end. The greatest joy we have as human beings is being a resource for others. Um, and the great, you know, they did a study, you know, numerous years ago, but it still holds true. You know, the happiest people in the world, only, you know, in the United States make about $75,000 year because it's not materialism that makes us happy it's a sense of being valued by others and being affiliated with meaningful groups and organizations and so it comes down to how do you actually do that how do you demonstrate value to others how do you appreciate and how do you demonstrate gratitude um it's actually pretty simple if you actually break it down yeah yeah well that's that's what i'd love to get into is uh, you know the breakdown of how that goes so you talk about uh the five steps of trust and the uh, six signs of uh, you know who you can trust. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Let's, let's dive into it. So 
there are, you know, I got my five signs to trust and I got the six behavioral observations for assessing who you can trust slash predictable behavior. But I think it can, you know, and there's lots of behavioral observations, lots of tells we can pay attention to. And all of that is really centered around how to understand people at a deep level. And so I always go back even further than that to make it even simpler. I'm a, love, I'm a lover of how to simplify things so everyone can do it every single day. Make teeny little changes in the way you see the world around you and the people around you. So it starts adding to who you are as a human being because you can't change who you are, genetics and biology, the experiences we have. You know, if you're doing things that you don't like, it's hard to it's hard to tell someone or hard to tell yourself stop doing that you can't i mean it really is hard it's frustrating it can be very demoralizing it can be a lot of self-loathing start to happen when you do that so i love saying what can you add to yourself to kind of mitigate some areas and add because it's a lot easier to add behaviors than to get rid of behaviors and so the first thing i like to really focus on is understanding that all human beings you know, we mentioned already, seek and crave something very simple in life. We want to be valued by others and we want to affiliate with meaningful groups, organizations, and people. We want to be accepted non-judgmentally for our thoughts, ideas, and who we are. We're genetically coded for it because it meant if you're feeling this, you're part of the tribe, your probability of passing on your genetic coding is higher. And so how do you demonstrate that? Because this is the key to how do you make a conversation about someone else? How do you do that? It's, an, it's this assumed knowledge that people think they have. I remember... And if you listen to me before, I've told this story numerous times where, you know, I was ranked last in the Marine Corps, my first duty station, 14 out of 14 second lieutenants. I go to my Marine Corps major in charge who rated me and I humbled up. I said, all right, sir, I know I'm doing something wrong. What do I need to do better? And he says, you just need to be a better leader. I was like, all right. Thought he was okay. <laughs> Tell me how, how do I do that? And he goes, you just need to make it about everyone else but yourself. I said, okay, mm -hmm. I thought I was. How? And he goes, I don't know, just figure it out and do it. From that point forward, it's my life's duty to figure out what the heck he was talking about. But here's 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 the magic formula. Here's all you have to do to demonstrate how you value someone else and want to affiliate with someone else. Every time you're interacting with another human being, if you include one of these four types of statements in everything you say, the conversation shifts from being focused on you to being focused on them. These are the types of people that say these things and talk in this way. These are life's life's natural glue. These are the people that you can't wait to talk to because they're going to make you feel like a million bucks about yourself. These are the ones that people grow. These are the ones that are magnets for others. Number one, they're seeking your thoughts and opinions about what's going on in your life instead of sharing theirs. Second, they're talking in terms of your priorities, in terms of your safety, security, and prosperity, because here's another truism. Human beings are predictable because all human beings will act in our terms of our own safety, security, and prosperity as they see it from their point of view. If I take the time to focus on you about what you think is good for you and your family and the people you love and the people in your community, I now know what you're going to do. And if I offer you resources in terms of those things, we're going to have a relationship because why wouldn't we? And so talk in terms of their priorities. Third, you validate them without judging them. In other words, you're not, you're not necessarily agreeing with them. You're seeking to understand at a deep level. So how do you do that? You have non-judgmental curiosity. Try to understand the human being, why they are, who they are, what decisions have they made? How do they arrive at this point in life? You know, like we were talking beforehand, I love talking about what people's plans are. Why are they doing what they're doing? You know, and again, when you do it without judging, that is a beautiful gift, easy and cheap. You can give in to any human being. And finally, you give people choices because we only give people choices that we want to affiliate with and that we value. And so I always loved using this analogy. Think about the strongest, the most healthy relationships you have in your life. Life, whether it's with your partner or whether it was a parent, a best friend growing up, a sibling, I don't care what it is, think of at least one and ask yourself during your last conversation with this individual or dialogue via email or Zoom or whatever, how often did you actually seek their thoughts and opinions instead of giving your own? Did you talk in terms of what was important to them instead of you? You validated them without challenging their thoughts and opinions and judging them and give them a choice as if it's appropriate. We roughly do this five to 10% of every day. And can you imagine the power and the depth of the, the relationship, the trust that you could have if you made sure you did that in every single statement you made? Yeah. So, so that's where it all started and birthed from. You know, so, you know, the five steps of the code of trust. I have these five principles, but really the five steps I have to, to strategize. It starts with what are you trying to achieve? What are your goals and priorities? Because that makes you a leader. Leaders aren't about title and position. They're about, you know, leaders do set goals and objectives. And they have a plan on how to get there. But the flip side of that is, so how can you inspire someone to want to come along with you, come along for the ride? Because that's what great inspirational leaders do. They inspire people rather than convince people. And so 
you set your means goals and ends goals. You know, my means goals are the, the tangible things, this milestones I need to do in order to get there. But the ends goals are, are, and actually they're the, you know, values of my company or my number one ends goal is everything I'm going to do is going to create and promote a healthy relationship. Number two, I'm going to do that by having open, honest communication with transparency. And third is I'm going to make myself an available resource for your success and prosperity without expectation or reciprocity. I move on to step two or is what are your priorities? Because if, as soon as I give some labels and meanings to your priorities, I'm going to recognize opportunities for me to be a resource for you. Step three, I'm going to understand your context, how you see the world through your point of view. That's going to give us an ability to build some affiliation, some overlapping of, of interests and ideas. And uh, next is your language. I'm going to make sure I'm using those four things i'm conversing seeking thoughts and opinions talking in terms of priorities validation and choices and finally i'm going to craft and put this whole thing together so i can guarantee you everything coming out of my mouth is about you and not about me so it's a it's a process that is just guaranteeing that i'm not going to be the self-centered narcissist i am and i'm going to make sure i'm using honest transparent communication so those are my five steps of trust and then i know i don't want to monologue at you too long but the six signs of predicting <laughs> it um are even more but again it's just another way in which to focus on another human being to understand them at that deep level because once you understand acceptance and understanding blossoms from there and once that happens their shields are down and your shields are down and then you can really have a great conversation a great relationship about how, being resources for each other and also make great choices if it's there's no overlap and you choose not to be resources for each other because then you still have a healthy relationship so if not today maybe tomorrow and this whole thing then centers around what's it actually doing you're creating beautiful personal brand mm. okay so I, 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 those, the four statements is one of the things that I'm, that I'm, that I'm, I'm not necessarily caught up on, but I, I think that it's beautiful how when you and I first jumped on the call, I immediately recognized at least two of those on oh, our cool. first, the, the first few, <laughs> the first few lines of dialogue that you and I engaged in. And I noticed how those weren't mine. So that's obviously an area of, it, it requires a sense of uh, awareness of how you're doing about this, you know, making sure that you're intentional about doing it when you're in each conversation because they don't just come naturally. So with that being said, you know, what would be your advice to someone who wants to start implementing these, uh, these four statements into each of their conversations and, uh, you know, making a habit out of that? What have you found to be the most effective way to do that? Um, I'm going to give you an overarching way in which to think, and that is have curiosity. Curiosity will, curiosity will naturally start having you do those four things because curiosity, um, it, I, 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 I become in the last bunch of years, I'm a massive reality show junkie. Um, and it's not the, you know, I'm not the Kardashian kind of, junkie. if basically if you are suffering in some way in Alaska, whether you're mining for gold out on the Bering Straits or in the middle of nowhere trying to survive, I am watching you on TV because I love, I love people watching because I'm curious, how would you do that? How, you know, like you and I are talking about our plans for our families. I'm curious about how are you going to do that? That is pretty dang cool because I know what I want to do and I need skills. And so I'm always very curious about other people and how they're going about what they do. So that, that's an overarching thing is if you have non-judgmental curiosity instead of judging others and thinking they're wrong, in other words, using your own sense of superiority and sense of self-worth, hey, get over that. Be curious, you know, show gratitude towards anyone that's even willing to give you time. So that's the first overarching thing. Now, two things you can add though, every single day of your life, and these are the two things I love to leave people with, after I do training and stuff is one, stop poking at what people are bad at <clears throat> and what they're insecure about is I guarantee you, you're going to find it. If you give yourself confirmation bias that someone's wrong, you're going to find something they're wrong in because there's not one person that's walked this earth or ever has or ever will that has got it all right. You know, I don't care who sure. you are, you know, it's that's just a fact of life. So the second one is, so part of that is Look for their greatness. Everyone has greatness. Everyone has a skill. Everyone has something they feel proud about. Everyone has something. Focus on that. So what will happen is when you start seeing people's greatness, you're going to give yourself a good positive confirmation bias to see their goodness. You know, that's a good way to regard someone because when you're regarding someone and you're looking for their greatness, the words you're saying are not going to become become congruent with your nonverbal behavior as well. And so you're naturally a little more willing to engage and they want to engage you because they're going to see this. The other thing is start discovering their priorities. What are their needs, wants, dreams, and aspirations, personal, professional, long-term, short-term? In other words, what are their challenges in life that they have? Stop focusing on sharing yours and figure out what theirs are. Because as soon as you take the time to figure those things out and list, and you don't have to even do anything except pay attention to the things they're saying. If it's coming out of their mouth, it's important to them. It's a priority and it's a challenge. 
now when you start hearing these things, start thinking in terms of what can I do to be a resource? You don't even have to take action today, but you're going to be aware of it because you gave it a label and meaning. I call it the new car effect. You know, the day I bought my Toyota Tundra, I got a pickup truck because I tow this, this travel trailer I have. 300 people in my town bought a Toyota Tundra. Now, is that true? <laughs> no, it's because it has a label and meaning. You start seeing it. We all had that. You buy a new car and all of a sudden you start seeing that same make and model because you gave your, a label and meaning, it, your brain recognizing it. So it's the same thing as when you give label and meaning to people's strengths give label and meaning to their priorities, you're naturally going to recognize opportunities to be a resource for them. And where are those opportunities coming from? Other relationships. And this is why networking works. This is why people think that, you know, B2B kind of stuff is effective because what are you doing? You're actually learning about other people's priorities and becoming a resource for them. That's it. Those are the things I would add. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I know one of the biggest things that you, you uh, focus on is, you know, becoming curious so I think one of the hardest things for me when, when talking to somebody about this, or, you know, maybe this is just how I might perceive somebody who, you know, doesn't necessarily think of these types of skills as necessity, as you and I might believe that they are, um, you know, for someone who says, well, you know, okay, great, you know, do curiosity, you know, get curious about other people, but, you know, is there any way to teach someone curiosity? Or is that something they have to establish on their own based by finding a way to link the benefits of, you know, Joe Schmo, who they happen to bump into at the grocery store and they say, and, I, and this may not be your arena. I know the, you know, the, the, the core of, you know, the skill itself, but maybe the curiosity aspect of it and becoming curious, is that something an individual has to do to make that link of what the benefit is of being curious in every conversation um, instead of, you know, uh, default omitting, uh, omitting people, which I guess this comes down to your topic about not being judgmental. So I suppose learning both of those, is that something that can be learned or is it something that just needs to be linked to the potential benefits that come out of it? Both. Um, I am an extrovert. You know, if you ever heard of the Myers-Briggs type indicator, you know, I'm what's called an ENTJ extroverted intuitive of thinking judger, which means I am life's natural leader, the executive. No, when you're 20 years old, it means you're a self-centered narcissistic fool. Um, because I, you know, I want to conquer the world and didn't understand why people didn't want to come along with me. So if mm. I can get over myself, and I always say, if I can do this, any human being can do this. So first of all, being curious, I've had, I've had agents when I was doing agent, you know, special agent training, uh, they'd say, Robin, what do I do? I just don't care about people. I said, that's okay. First of all, you're in a long line, wrong line of work, but if you don't naturally, it's okay. <laughs> if you take the steps of what I'm telling you, you're going to start doing these things and it's going to at least look curious to the other person and you're going to find out the information you need in order to make that better link. Then what's going to happen is you're going to start having a positive feedback loop because you're going to start seeing the benefits that it actually has from doing this. And the benefits are going to be these relationships. Uh, and now here is why relationships are important. I'm going to give you an easy thing that I discovered um, actually pretty recently because, again, life's a journey, not a destination. Someone asked, I've been asked a lot of questions why is the next article I'm writing is on mentoring and why it's probably going to be the theme of my next book. When I look back at my life, and I think we can all do this, um, I look at starting in middle school and high school, the things I wanted to do and things I want to achieve, and I look at what I was successful at and not successful at. Then I went to the you know, United States Naval Academy. I look at what I was successful at and not successful at. Marine Corps, FBI, my own company, everything I'm doing in my life, being a father. Every time I failed, I failed because I didn't have a mentor or guide to give me advice and guidance that I was humble enough to listen to. Mm. I, that's a guarantee. You, and like we said, you, we as individuals do not have all the answers. It, it's impossible. We right. might have a few. We're going to have a starting point. We might be able to throw that first paint on the palette. But without other healthy relationships, being a teacher, mentor, and guide, you're, go, you're going to flounder. My, my, my life, like many people's lives, has been a, a, you know, a series of peaks and valleys, success, failure, success, failure. When I went back and examined, so I got into the Naval Academy with average grades. It took me seven times. I took the SATs seven times to get the lowest score I needed to even get an application to get into the Naval Academy. 
I got in because uh, uh, there's a school resource officer that knew I was a good kid. I was working hard and this was my lifelong dream because we had no money. I was either doing that or doing nothing. And he took it upon himself to insert himself in my life as a teacher, mentor, and guide, introduced me to the county executive, got me doing things that were involved in community service. He knew how to get my resume to the point I needed to overcome. I didn't have the grades and I got in. I get into Naval Academy. I wanted to become an aerospace engineer, astronaut, pilot, that kind of that kind of track. I failed out of aerospace engineering. I went political science. And you know why? I did not have a teacher, mentor, and guide that taught me how to study and be an engineer. I was I got this. I'm a hard worker. I can figure out anything on my own. And I failed out of it. Hmm. I got through the Naval Academy because there's a few Marines that saw that I was this hard-charging guy with a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and had some leadership potential because I wasn't there yet. And they, again, they inserted themselves in my life, and they actually got me through the Academy, got me to be successful, and got me into the Marine Corps. I get in the Marine Corps. I figure I got this. Once again, it's back on my own, and I flounder. I'm ranked last. Why? Because I wasn't listening and paying attention to teacher, mentors, and guides around me. So... This is why you need relationships, because relationships are going to give you the answers that you don't have naturally every single day. We have a few. We have a starting point. We might have a few other points, but other people of experience and knowledge are going to be around you. And at the same time, you need to recognize when someone else around you is needing a teacher, mentor, and guide because you've walked those steps as well. And this isn't about telling people what to do. It's about being a resource for their for others to discovering their path. And this is what I do, and this is what I recognize. And this is why the power of relationships is is paramount in everything it is we want to do and achieve in life. Being a resource for others in the same. It's is is being curious without judging others because if you the more resources we have the better. You know, I, I love creating relationships, you know, with all the people I do podcasts with From because we will break con <laughs> because at some point, you know, we'll break contact, but because we had a great conversation, we were there for each other for a period of time. If anyone ever needs each other again, you're there. You know, say, oh man, it's so good to have, you know, and this is what happens when we have these great friends in our lives that you have known your entire life, but maybe you lost touch for five or 10 years and all of a sudden get in touch. And it's like no time passed at all because it ended because you no longer had overlap of priorities of time and space, but the relationship was healthy. And so when it overlaps again, it's like no time passed. That's what good, healthy relationships do. And that's the power of them. So yeah. that's why that's the how and that's the why. Absolutely. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Like you said, like we, we realized together at the beginning of the, of the show, you know, we're speaking the same language. So I'm, I'm loving to dive into this for the benefit of our viewers. And I think one of the big things that you, that you harp on here, which is, um, you know, thinking that we can do it all of ourselves. And that comes down to pride and ego getting in the way of our realization, how important these relationships are. Um, so coming to that realization to answer, you know, my last question would be, you know, that's how you learn to be curious. That's how you learn uh, what the benefits are between the two, stripping that pride and that, and that ego away to realize that you don't got this on your own. I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. I've had to uh, suck it up myself. And in some cases, uh, you know, pay for a mentor, you know, someone who does it professionally and, you know, have a coach that can teach me some of the fundamentals that I want to do in life, um, you know, and I want to be able to do what I'm best at to help others as well. So I think that's right, right, hitting the nail right on the head. And, w and what a perfect example, Blake. I mean, here you are, you got the perfect late night FM voice, you know, so you got the skill and talent, you know, to do what you're doing. But as you just said, you probably needed some teachers, mentors, and guides because, all right, I have the talent, I have the skill, but how do I bring it to bear to the market? You know, how do I, how do I, how do I take these things and these ideas and that I want to share with the rest of the world and make it so the rest of the world can hear it? Well, you need people that help you understand marketing, understand sales, understand the technology behind what you have to do. I mean, I do exactly the same thing. You know, I have the, I have my my message that I think is really important to me that I'm passionate about. But when it comes to market and sales and all that, you know, websites, I'm I'm a moron, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I pay, I pay, I mean, literally, you know, I'm one of these guys that um, if you send me, you know, I'm probably killing myself. I'll get even more now. <laughs> I get, you know, I'll get LinkedIn messages all day long from people trying to sell me a product in all these areas. Yeah. And even if I'm already working on it, I always send a thank you back. I always, I, I never blow anyone off to the best of my ability because I'm appreciative. Hey, even if you're trying to gain something on your own, you're at least trying to take some time to try to be a resource for me. Now, if you start badgering me, I will start, you know, ignoring you, but sure. you know, 
it costs me nothing to spend 30 seconds to show gratitude, you know, because being, being gracious and showing gratitude is all part of that brand. I mean, literally last night, um, <laughs> sometimes when people contact my company, they're surprised when I, when I personally email back, especially if it isn't a short turnaround. And I had someone uh, sign up for one of my online courses yesterday and I gave he's a, he's a uh, Marine. And, uh, and so I give military discounts. And so I, I told him, I said, Hey, I'll set up a special coupon for you. When you sign on, just use this coupon and you'll get a great discount. And he says, thank you so much. And I say, thank you as well, brother Marine, you know, for your service. And so at 11 o'clock last night, you know, I'm already in bed, you know, but it's kind of going through my, my iPad and I see that he signed up, but he actually wanted to pay in full price. And I immediately shot him an email at 11, 1130 last night saying, Hey, um, what happened? You paid full price. He goes, Oh man, the, my, my computer glitched on me when I did it. I said, all right, stand by. Don't touch anything else. Again. I run downstairs. I get on my thing. I get on the platform. I actually get on my, my Stripe account. I refund his entire thing. I disenroll him from the class. I go back upstairs and I said, Hey, here's what you do. Do this, 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 and now, and then you'll be all set. And meanwhile, I'm laughing. I sent him an email this morning because he didn't even respond until this morning that it all worked out. I said, Hey, make sure I'm my review you put at the CEO was running the help desk at 1130 last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, and that's humility and gratitude. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I definitely want to talk a little bit about your first book because uh, I want, I want to get an idea for what I can get my hands on, you know, immediately about the things that you teach and what you bring to, uh, to everybody that, you know, goes through your people formula and the different courses that you offer. Sure. Um, so we're talking sequentially first book, the 10 techniques to quick report that one. Uh, we're sizing yeah. people up. <laughs> we got, we got three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go, go ahead and just, uh, you know, whichever one has done the, done the best so far and you know, it stands a, out the most. So um, each of them is a progression of where I'm at in a certain point in life. So the first one is called, it's not all about me. It's in <laughs> the uh, top 10 techniques, the quick report. I wrote that when I was working at Quantico as an instructor in the FBI uh, back in 2010, self-published. Um, when I'm talking about the book that's doing its best, that one is still kicking it. Um, 25,000 wow. words, 102 pages. It's a quick read. Um, and, and it literally is uh, anecdotes and stories of me traveling the country, teaching, you know, quick rapport. Um, to my classes of FBI agents and the results sometimes are funny and humorous, but they're really 10 techniques that are really simple. Um, it, in other words, it, it moves from the assumed knowledge where people say, Hey, just develop rapport and do this. Well, how, tell me what exactly you're going to do. What's your opening statement going to be and include to make sure you can develop rapport. So that's what I go into that one. Um, what I realized after I wrote that and was practicing that, well, what's the point of rapport? Well, the point of rapport is actually to hopefully move on to trust. Because if I move on to trust, well, then we can actually start having a good, healthy relationship. And so a couple of years later, I wound up doing an article about what my behavioral team did. And when I took that step back and tried to understand what it was so I could write about it, I said, wow, well, I'm ever actually really doing all these behavioral assessments on all these spy cases across the country as I was strategizing trust. You know, I already know rapport. I'm actually working on trust. And I came up with these five steps to inspiring trust in someone else. So that was that progression. And then... Because the code of trust forced me so hard to focus on other human beings, and I started realizing that, wow, we're all acting in our own best interests, which means people are pretty predictable. Hence, hmm. the Sizing People Up book came along, which is literally, it's about, I like to say it's assessing trust, but it's really assessing predictable behavior. And I have these six signs in there, and the first one is vesting. In other words, are, are you vested in my success as much as your own? The second one is longevity. Are you demonstrating by words, deeds, and actions that you're looking for a long relationship or a short one? Third one is reliability. Are you competent as well as diligent to follow through on the things you say you can and you have the skills to actually do it? Then we have actions. Actions is an easy one to see that basically past patterns and key behaviors. If I see you do something once, twice, or three times, the likelihood of you doing it four and five, five times the same way is pretty high. Then we have language. Are they using that language of those four things with me? Are they seeking my thoughts and opinions, talking in terms of my priorities, validating me and giving me choices? And finally, the last sign is emotional stability. Um, when, when things hit the fan, are they going off the rails and getting crazy or are they actually maintaining good cognitive thought and rational thinking? So, so that, there was a whole progression. And then again, the last thing I, I've been doing because I've added you know coaching and mentoring to what I do after all my courses is, all right, you know all these things. What's the importance of it? Building relationships. And now we're moving on to, you need to be able to mentor teach this as well as be able to recognize so you can choose a mentor and teacher. Because like you said, 
the Denver ends, you know, there's things in my life, you know, where I'm, I'm a mentor to someone in one area and they're a mentor to me in another area, you know, cause that's what life is. It's great reciprocation going back and forth when you recognize each other's values and skills and you can humble up and not feel threatened or insecure when some can do something better than you. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, when I was, when I was uh, digging into more of what you had going on, I saw the sizing, uh, sizing people up book. I didn't know about the other ones, so I'm interested in those. And you're talking about writing this new book about mentoring. When uh, when do you expect that one to be available? Oh, you know, when you do projects, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, my uh, so the process on really writing is kind of um, it's been different each each book because I moved from the self published and I and also my last two sizing people up at Dakota Trust were with big publishers on um, both Penguin and St. Martin's Press. Um, and so with the mentoring book, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, I got to get my blog post out on it. You know, I have my, I have five level, no, four levels of mentoring, you know, to recognize I have signs and, you know, I always make things a process so that it's not just, Hey, mentoring is great. Here's why it's great. You know, I, I don't like the, you know, mushy, gushy, just, just make it happen kind of thing. I, I need a, I need a process in place so I can actually execute things because that's how my brain works. And yeah. so I already have that labeled out and down. Matter of fact, I just had it here a couple seconds ago. I was looking at it. So first thing is get a blog post out and see how, and see how it resonates. You know, I'm calling it stempathy right now. And that's the word I use in the book, sizing people up. Stempathy is a combination of stoicism, which is understanding the cause and effect of human behavior and empathy, understanding what that person sees you as and sees the rest of the world through their context. Because when you put them mm. together, that's what great leaders do. They, they, they are objective when assessing, but they're empathetic with understanding. And so this is where I think these are what great mentors are. They're objective and they're understanding. Um, actually spurred from my working with my kids. Mostly I, I, greatest joy in my life is being a father and watching my adult kids be successful because I was part of their success and being a mentor and guide and helping them find other people that were going to help them in the areas I, I failed at for them. So. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, uh, that's exciting. I'm actually a, uh, a father to be expecting my first son, uh, June, 2021. Uh, that is so awesome. I'm, Congratulations. I'm very much looking forward to that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so I think we're getting down to the wire here and we've got a great idea of some of your publications that we can check out, but tell us a little bit more about the, uh, the people formula, you know, how guys can be involved in that. And then, uh, you know, tie us up with uh, some places that we can keep up with what you got going on. Absolutely. So my website is the best um, site for all things that if you want to follow me or, or be in contact with me in any way. So it's peopleformula.com, all one word, peopleformula.com. And I have done the best I can to scale to whatever anyone's needs are. Um, like when podcasts come out, I put a link to the podcast on there for a podcast and video page. So if you're looking for some good free content, as I call it, Death by Robin with all my thoughts and ideas in different areas um, with great people like you, that's on there. Um, I have a daily um, thought of the day page where everything I post on my Instagram, LinkedIn page and Twitter, where I have these, you know, this really quick, simple thought with an explanation, I post that on there as well. So it's, it's, and I update it, it's updated, it's automatically linked. And I generally put out three to five thoughts a week. You know, again, again, those are good things kind of keep you anchored. Then you can move right on up the scale. I have, I have an online training academy where each to my books, I actually have a course based around as well. You can take what I call the uh, the quick course. So it's in just an hour of video down and dirty, or you can get more in depth. And at the more in depth ones, which are my flagships courses, you know, those you actually get a mentoring session with me at the end of them where you can ask any questions you want, have a dialogue about anything you want, applying it to your life or just, Hey, you want to find out what it was like to be me, or I want to sit there. And if you say, Hey, I want to ask about you. I mean, it's, it's completely their time. And you can bundle these things and you can do webinar. I mean, there's, I have everything from zero to everything that I try to include, depending on where you're at in your life and things I can do to be a resource. And um, I know we mentioned this before. And one thing, matter of fact, you are the absolutely first podcast I'm doing this for. I'm excited. Um, I love giving people opportunities to, to do things as cheap as possible um, if they want to try it out. So uh, for your audience listening, if you go to my website and you're interested in any of my online training academy courses, um, go to it, check it out. And if you use, if you want to sign up and use the promo code, the coupon code Blake 
2020, you know, B-L-A-K-E-2020. When you sign up, you'll get 30% off of absolutely any course or bundle. Um, and if you even have a hard time doing that or you have more questions, uh, email me and, you know, through the site and I will definitely be responsive to you. So hopefully that can be a resource for someone in your audience as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, since my name's on the promo, I get to use it myself, right? Absol- absolutely. <laughs> you know, this is, this is a, this is here for you. <laughs> awesome. Terrific. No, I think I'm going to take advantage of that. Um, and I, I'll definitely put the links in the, uh, in the notes and the comments section as well. So everybody can check that out. I think that, uh, as you and I came to the agreement with before the show even started, uh, relationships are key to so many things that we have uh, going on in our life and to, uh, to live in it to the, to the best of our capability. Um, so I, I love what you do. Uh, I love what you've taken from, uh, you know, your career in life and applied it to giving what you've mastered to as many people who are interested into doing it. Um, so funny word, isn't it? (laughs) A little little bit, isn't it? (laughs) I'm just, I'm just on a different place on a path and there's others in front there's others behind. There is no right or wrong. There just is. And we're all there for each other. (laughs) You've mastered uh, humility as well. I see. We're all working on it every day too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Um, I've, I've genuinely enjoyed our conversation, Robin, and uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Blake. Thanks for the opportunity to share with you and your audience. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. And scene. All right. That was great. That was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Did I, I get everything that you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good. I know my, uh, my, my Alexa decided to throw up my, my Google <laughs> reminder in the middle. Hey, of that's, it. <laughs> that's why I it was quiet. You let it out. Not a big deal. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, was there anything that, uh, that you have going on that, that you felt we may not have covered anything like that? No, I'm, I'm always de- very deferential to whoever the host is because the host knows their audience. The host knows what their audience is always looking for. Um, there's nothing going on that I, I'm trying to, that I'm trying to do, you know, as I hear what you're, what you want and what your audience wants, I try to offer whatever, you know, frame whatever the content is for you all. Um, and, uh, hopefully by all means, um, if you want, so what I'm going to do with this code is, uh, it's going to be unlimited slots and I don't, you know, I don't, I won't ever take it down. You know, okay. so it's one of those things that I will leave, you know, if you want to use it for any period of time or something that can, if it can help you, you know, garner more audience, whatnot, have at it, you know, I'll send you a link to, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a page on my website where all the courses are at, you can link to that. And it's literally, you know, I'm going to, as soon as we get off here, I'm going to put the code in so that I don't have to think about it again. It'll just be there. Um, yeah. So um, and what, what's good too, is if at any time, you know, after the show's released, if you're curious whether anyone took you, took up your offer, right, it's easy for me to go in and see how many coupon codes were used, you know, for okay. feedback for yourself. Cause that way you can see whether it's something worthwhile to uh, pursue with other people that have stuff to offer or not. Um, at least to get some, you know, some analytics on it, if you're interested. Absolutely. No, I, I, I thoroughly appreciate that. Um, yeah, I think I'll, um, I'll put that in the notes, like I said there as well. And then. I had something I was going to add to that, but I forgot. Um, no, it's it's genuinely appreciated and that th- there's no expiration on that as well. So I'll make sure. So I'll cut a introduction to my show, as a lot of shows do. And yep. then uh, I'll do a uh, an outro as well, where I'll make sure to mention that, that it's uh, you know available uh, as soon as anybody listens to this podcast and they get the code, they can run out and go do it as well. The only expiration there'll be is if um, I wind up getting thousands of people and I have to pay a lot of extra money and I'm not getting a return on the investment, which is unlikely, <laughs> or I decide to go with a different learning platform, which that's not unlikely because I'm paid up and through uh, the next year and a half, I think, on the platform. But uh, I don't anticipate it going anywhere. I love what I'm doing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, and we can always make edits if anything happens as well. So that's, that's no worries. No, but I, I love doing this one because, you know, hell, you know, once you create something like that, you know, as long as I'm, I'm not looking to become a millionaire, although I, I would really accept it. Um, sure, sure. But uh, as, as long as things are self-sustaining, you know, and it brings value, because someone someone said this the other day to me, so they, I get this a lot. I said, Robin, your shit is way undervalued, you know, for mm. what your competition is. I said, don't bother me. I mean, literally, it means that more people will have it. You know, I'm actually, right. believe it or not, I'm, I'm, you know, when I first started doing this, people were saying, you know, I was thinking I want to be the C-suite executive 
executive trainer like a lot of my compatriots are because of my background. Okay, if I get them, I, I do get them from time to time. I really like people where I see myself. I still see myself as this guy trying to figure it all out, you know, right. and I like to be the guy that is a resource for people trying to figure it all out. You know, if that happens to be a CEO, great, because that means they have humility. And if it happens to be a 20-year-old that they're at a point in their life that they finally realized, hey, I don't have all the answers. It's all the same to me, you know? Yeah. So it's all awesome. So good. Absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, my my big thing is uh, time management. And I've, I've been studying that for a long time. I've actually started, which is why I connected with yours being relationships uh, so well is that I started by picking up a, a Dale Carnegie book as far as my self-growth journey went. Um, so my first that's one. been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a staple in my life. And then from there, you know, it was digging into anybody and everybody about self-growth, you know, growing, yeah. you know, what's in here and, and all of that. So um, eventually I found my way around habits uh, really, form who you're going to become implementing habits, right. You know, every single day are what help you build that. Um, you know, which is, which is why whenever I say, okay, you know, I'm not genuinely curious about anybody or about people on a regular basis, you know, unless, unless I've found, right. Unless I've found a substantial reason to be curious, uh, what can I do? So now I'm taking the principles that, that you're talking about here and I'm going to make it a habit to, you know, each person I get in contact with to ask those different types of questions, make those statements. And I, sh- I should have said this, um, you know, to add to that, you know, you know, in the show about how do you be curious? I think the easiest thing I've ever seen um, is, and I've used this analogy a lot, you know, so here you are, you're sitting in your house. So here I am sitting in my house. How did you get there? What was your path? to sitting there, having this mic in front of you, just like you asked me, how did people formula come to be? That's a curiosity question. Sure. You're going to get a, you're going to, you know, so, you know, just pick something and ask, how did that happen? Mm. And, and there's your, that's all the curiosity you need because people love sharing how that happened. You know, th- this class the other day, you know, when they're asking me, what were you like growing up? That is a question, I, you know, because people want to hear the spy stories. Very rarely that they ask, you know, how I grew up without any money, was an entrepreneur, you know, selling baseball cards on a baseball bus when I was nine years old on a, on a bus. I mean, I was, you know, you know, I was, I was a hustler because we, there was no money. You had, I needed school clothes. I mean, there's, you know, so you, when you go back, people love sharing their, their pride about how they became who they are, you know, so, and it becomes, I never thought I would like autobiographies or biographies of people. Because like, what the hell do I care about them? Every time I picked one up and read one, I was fascinated. I was, I was, I was I, even if I like, you don't even like the person or necessarily like them historically and, and something. It's just fascinating hearing about another life that wasn't mine. Mm. Because the, the thing is, everyone has, this, has these paths. Um, so all you got to do is ask, just ask, how did you wind up here? <laughs> how did you wind up doing this? It's an unusual, you know, it's a very unusual background you have. How did that happen? There you go. Mm. And that's what you do. And then you're already doing it. There's your curiosity right there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I suppose mine's a little more structured. I feel like that's part of what I have to do as a podcast host. Um, I, I, I want to get better at doing it with, uh, you know, with, with day to day, you know, unless I'm, unless I'm intentionally seeking out a friend, uh, I'm not that great at being curious in conversation. I have more acquaintances than I have friends. I'm actually writing a piece in way. my book. <laughs> I'm writing a piece in my book. Uh, about those different relationship what types book? and uh so i'm writing the book it's going to be uh it's going to be called managing the unseen so i'll be going through a lot of uh time management what i've just based on what i've accumulated over the years packaging that into something that someone can you know put into practice uh i tie that in with goal implementation and habit forming and then there at the end i do uh kind of a short tie in of what i know to be true about relationships um, you know, understanding the importance of those and, you know, some tactics that I've learned over the years of how that can be implemented. So time management, was that a challenge of yours throughout life that you mastered? Uh, not necessarily. There, there became a point that I, 
I latched on to processes and I think it happened with my first job. So, uh, or not my first job, but my first uh, corporate world job, whenever I graduated high school, I went which, to work at a warehouse. Where? Okay. Uh, with, yeah. A warehouse for uh, plumbing, uh, plumbing sales, which I've moved up the, through the ranks over the years. And I'm now the supervisor of their call center, trying to turn what I do here with the time management con, uh, consulting right. in, into full time. But, you know, I've enjoyed the journey, the journey through that corporate world has shown me what I really get lit up about, which is having a process. And I'm very, I'm very analytical. So I, I have a routine that I do and I analyze the different things that went on there in my day to find out how I can make each week the most effective possible to continue healthy growth. So that's really the whole premise behind uh, peace with the process, as well as my own time management consulting. It's going to help you a lot being a father too. <laughs> sure, sure yes that'll be the second book i'm sure <laughs> it's funny that's why you know part of my uh one of the first titles i was working on for the next book was teacher mentor father um mm. just because i out of all the things i've done in my life it's a question i get sometimes is you know what's your what's the greatest thing you've ever done i said hands down father and it wasn't being a father when they're like three years old um you know up until three all they're doing was screaming and they didn't like me and i didn't really care for them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they're <laughs> You know, but once they hit around three years old, they started, you know, when, when they started to notice this other dude in the house besides the mom, you know, they're like, hey, who's that guy? He's kind of interesting. Mm. Um, and then and then, you know, just really focusing and trying to be, you know, just a resource for their success, whatever it is they wanted to do. I just wanted them to be happy with whatever their choices were. You know, I mean, so I was I was relentless uh, with helping them do what they wanted to do. And that's why it's dumbfounded to me that that's why I kind of was really reflecting on this hard. And that's why, you know, we're talking about that mentoring aspect and the importance of it in these relationships, because both my kids are doing exactly what they set out in life to do so far. That's blowing my mind. Yeah. Because I, I didn't, I want to do all these other things and I sucked at them because I didn't have teacher mentors and guides and my kids did. I made sure that the right people were in their lives that they needed to do what they wanted to do. Cause if I didn't have the answer, the first thing I'm doing, I'm picking up phone call, picking up phones and asking questions, finding the right people to ask the right questions of so that we could do the right things that they wanted to achieve where they saw themselves five years down the road. Um, hmm. And, and, and hence there's the, there's the role of the dad, you know, is that's just, a good one. What do you want to do in life? And, and the other one, the best advice that, that my wife insisted I, I consistently never did is never judge them or the choices they're making or their friends. Because the most important thing is for your kids to keep communicating with you. And the only way they're going to communicate with you is if they can trust you not to overreact uh, and, and freak out on them. Because as soon as you do that and you demonstrate that you're judging them, shields up, you'll never get another bit of information again. And then you're really hosed. Mm, yeah, now that's my question. My question I was going to ask you was what what one uh, practice have you used to that you believe worked to leading your, your children into being successful in what they've gone through? Being curious as to why they want to do the things they do um, without judging it. And, mm. and, and it didn't happen often, only maybe once or twice where one of my kids, um, we had, we established what normal baseline and normal behaviors were, and also what their normal friends look like in their lives, you know, so we, you know, again, whatever their friends choices were and everything, there was a baseline of what their normal was, which is good, healthy kids, you know, whether they're left leaning, right leaning politically or orientation. I mean, all these things that you're going to experience with your kids uh, that they're going to see in school, which is completely fine. Cause there's a, there's a core to each of the kids they interact with, which is they're good kids. But there was this one or two that would spike out of that norm there. And basically it came down to when a child was interacting with someone that had a lack of transparency in a certain area, that means there's something that the kid is trying to hide. And if you're trying to hide something from me and you're interacting with my family, that's unhealthy. Um, and so the way I generally handled situations like that is I'd, I'd say to my kids, I said, hey, Help me understand. I want to see what you see in this person because you have always made beautiful and fantastic choices in all your friends. And I've loved all your friends. They're good, beautiful people. Help me understand to see what you see because I don't understand it because I don't understand why they take these actions here or not willing to share these actions here. I mean, what's going on? Just help me understand. I want to see what you see. And that caused my kids to really think. And, mm. and it was, some of them were, you know, I wouldn't say traumatic because I didn't really have any traumatic ones, but there was some upsetting ones where um, my my daughter wasn't happy <laughs> for a mm. short period of time 
in hindsight, not too far in the afterwards, she saw, you know, they, yeah, there was something off. And all I ever do is I never judge or make a guess at what something off is. I'm just saying something's off. Help right. me understand why. Because I know what right. I know what normal looks like for you. I know what normal is. So help me understand. Why is this not looking normal? Yeah, absolutely. That was it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cut my own mini podcast for my personal use out of that one and make sure I put that in my book of things to do. Cause I think I think it it is it does it is impulse to as a father want to become all the things your child needs, but realizing that's not realistic. And but I never made the connection between you know, okay, for everything that I lack, how am I going to provide them with that? And what you said is by, you know, bringing around those people or reaching out and finding those people who can provide those gaps. So I think that's something I had never thought of before. I was the agent slash broker. You know, I, I had, I, I have this talent. <laughs> my, my job was bring that talent to the universe. <laughs> there you, you go. Know? You know, it's in hindsight, that's really what you are. You know, you're a supporter. You you provide encouragement. You nurture the skills you see. I'd never validated the skills I thought sucked. I remember when my daughter wanted to sing, um, and my wife's like, "Oh, you can do anything you want." I said, "I can't," <laughs> and I never said that. I just didn't validate that. I just I just sure. was I became neutral in areas that weren't strengths. Um, yeah. I saw where strengths were, and I and I encouraged lots of different options. It's like, hey, why don't I try this? Want to try this? Or we can try this. I mean, it was like in our house, the, the only rule we had is you have to be in a sport. I don't care what sport it is, but you have to have, you have to be athletic for health, you know? And so they tried swimming for a while. They got tired of that. They moved on to tennis, you know, baseball. My son, you know, they both gravitated both eventually into high school. They're great, fantastic tennis players. That wasn't me in high school. I was the typical football jock. You know, I was like tennis, what the heck's tennis? Oh my gosh, if you're into it, it's amazing. And, you know, so again, I didn't care what it was, just be all in, be healthy. And again, just goes back to don't judging. Uh, and that was really my wife. There's a few times this Marine Corps officer really wanted to lay down the law and judge because I mean, for the first, you know, five to nine years of their lives, we teach them how to judge because we want to instill them with our own morals, ethics, values. And so we're, we're judging and we're showing them how to judge, you know, so you can make choices and stay safe. But what happens next is, is now all of a sudden when they start getting their own thoughts and opinions around that age of nine and 10, they don't want to hear your thoughts here anymore. You know, now they're mm -hmm. having their own. And, and so we're, we have nine years of muscle memory of constantly judging them <laughs> because yeah. it's part of their growth and part of Now you got to shift it and stop because that's, well, learning to be curious, you have to be with kids. Absolutely. Why did you do that? You know, what were you hoping to achieve in this? You can do anything you want, but you think that's yeah. helping or hindering you do that. Oh, you want to go out and drink? Really? Well, you, Kevin, you want to go to the Naval Academy. You think that's going to help or hinder you getting in the Naval Academy? I don't care what you do. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, absolutely. There's a guy I just, uh, uh, I interviewed that I, I think his, I think his episode will come out either two before yours or one before yours. And uh, his name's Matt Boudreaux, and he uh, he founded Acton Academy, which is a uh, schooling for basically entrepreneurial kids, and that's from that's K all the way to twelve. That is so um, cool. Yeah, and some of what he talks about is that they do not answer any of their kids while they're there. They only answer questions with another question, and I thought that was fantastic. Um, but I do. I, discovery, I call them discovery questions. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, gotta get going. Sorry. yeah, I do. I got to hop off, man, but it's been a pleasure. Um, I hope we'll stay connected, you know, whether that's just a, an email here and there or, or, or whatever that may be. And I'm, uh, I'm here for you for anything you need always. Awesome. Thanks, Robin, man. I appreciate you coming on. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Robin Dreek. How awesome is that? He is able to effortless, effortlessly, if I can get that off my tongue, right? Uh, he's able to effortlessly you know, have that curiosity that we were talking about. And you hear that during that little, uh, you know, behind the scenes cut that I threw in there for you guys, where he's, he's asking me questions. He's genuinely interested in, uh, you know, the things that I'm talking about. Um, and these are things that I hope to, to be able to, to latch on to from 
our conversation together. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for, for, for him and I to, uh, to stay in contact. I definitely plan on uh, picking his brain a little bit as I go. I will be using that promo code. Uh, again, that promo code is Blake2020. Head on, heading on over to People Formula. I'm going to check out one of his courses for sure. I was looking through some just the other day. Uh, I'm about to pull the trigger on one of his courses as well. Um, so I'll tell you guys all about how that is. Uh, you go and check one of those out. Use the code. Again, that's Blake2020 uh, and get your discount off of one of these courses. Learn from one of the best former FBI agent uh, who can tell you all of these great ways, you know, similar to what we just talked about here on the podcast, but go into even further detail. And as you heard, he's available. You know, be sure to reach out to him if you have any questions. Um, some of those courses offer some one-on-one -on -one time, like he said, where you can just talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you decide that you want to take the course just so that you can get one hour with Robin Drake to ask him about, uh, as he put it, the hooky spooky spy stuff, uh, do that, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. If you, if you get to grow and then also hear an interesting story about it, absolutely do it. I think he'll love it. Um, because you'll actually be, uh, using some of the practices and principles that he has in his courses. So definitely do that. Thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Peace with the Process. I enjoyed today's episode myself. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, if you did, make sure to head over to Facebook or Instagram and comment on the teaser video that I posted for this episode and let us know what you thought about the episode. Put it in there, put your comment, share that as well. Um, you know, let's get the word out uh, and please leave a rating and review. I want to thank you guys so much, all of you who have done so, um, so far. It is, it's, it's extremely appreciated. Um, so again, I'll see you guys on the next episode of Peace with the Process.